Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of For Fantasy Purposes Only, where I, the Oracle, do my best, give it all I've got to teach you young whippersnappers the fine game of fantasy football. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about that, um, I kind of want to kind of have like a debate thing. Okay, let me let me uh, go back here. Uh, just want to say thank you to everybody listening. Like, man, it really excites me to see, you know, the numbers and people, you know, listening, the faithful ones, you know, tuning in every week and listening and giving me a try. You know, maybe you, you, you know, need a different point of view. Maybe you might be an expert as well, but, you know, it's nice to hear a different point of view. And sometimes I hear I'm just sometimes entertaining. I try to do my best. I know I like to talk a lot and I know I can run my mouth but hey, when you got the gift of gab, you just got to use the gift. Hmm, that's interesting. I wonder if that applies for my son as well. But um, kind of a debate thing. I know this is for fantasy purposes only. And, you know, this is you know, a fantasy subject. But uh, I had the argument uh, yesterday about fantasy football. Is it uh, Is it gambling or is it? You know, I will say, yes, it is gambling for the simple fact that money is evolved and people win money. And especially, you know, it's true about the case for, uh, you know, day leagues. You know, you choose Monday, Sunday. I hear a lot of people do pretty good off of those, which you, you could win pretty big, pretty fast. You know, and I just I, you know. The two things about that, what I just said, I don't mind those who, you know, you, you know, get your money, how you get your money, man. If you, if you, you know, if you know how to play the system and you play the system to your advantage and you are winning money because of it, hey, you know, is it gambling? Yes, it is gambling. But I feel like as far as the leagues go, um, like it's like a, it's like a process of it. Like it's not just a one day thing. It's like, you know, you have to, try to either be great or, you know, come up or, you know, whatever your situation is, AC, you know, you barely made it by one game, you know, you, you might be on a three game win streak. You're trying to make it to the finals or you get off to a great start and you have a bad start ending and you might miss the playoffs or it comes down to that last game and, you know, waiver wire and drafting and, you know, I feel like with the well, with both of them, you have to know the players and the situations and trying to get the outcomes and, you know, trying to make the most out of those outcomes. But as far as the leagues go, I'm, I'm more for the leagues. And is that gambling? Yes, it is gambling. But uh, I don't think uh, like it's a game like it's, it's a game to be won. OK, I take that back. OK, I, I guess it would be in the same stratosphere as okay i think <laughs> you know i think i'm a pretty great domino player as well you know which had a lot of people have you know felt the wrath of you know the the domino player that i am methodical you know just intelligent play with confidence type of domino player but hey i'm just bragging on myself right now uh, I guess it would be the same if I were to throw money on the game, which I try to really honestly. I'm always the person down to throw money on dominoes, but nobody else seems to be. Hmm. 
I guess that must be the, I guess, okay, and I guess that goes back on itself. If you're good at something, you don't, <laughs> you make money off what you're good at. Like, you, you know, don't get paid for what you're good at. Uh, <laughs> uh, life lesson right there, kids. But <laughs> you already know. Everybody who's been tuning in for the past month knows that we have gone through the whole rosters, uh, you know, rankings and everything. Uh, as far as the quarterbacks, the tight ends, wide receivers, and quarterback, or excuse me, running backs as well, um, I kind of, you know, tied it into my own ultimate Oracle cheat sheet, which is available on the website. You can go check it out. See, I, I need to update a little of them because I'm feeling, oh, I'm, I'm, like, I'm liking some people. I mean, I'm hearing some good words about some people I might take a chance on. Which uh, this week we are going to put all, try to tie all that information into one. And I am going to try to direct you the best way I can into drafting and drafting your teams for the long season, for the long season ahead of us. And uh, of course, you already know we've been working with pen and paper, but you know, we, we've upgraded a little bit. We on a tablet right now, you know. <laughs> We on a tablet right now. We upgraded a little bit. We, we, we had some dark days behind us, but we, we we out here now. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, man, this boy leveled up on y'all. But uh, we have the, of course, I've been looking from the fantasy football calculator. I mean, I'm, um, I usually delete the apps at the end of the, you know, whenever the season's over at Yahoo and uh, ESPN. And for the past few years, like even like this year, I, I go over who uh, I did. I really I primarily use the Yahoo. I like the way it's it's just easier set up. It's you know easier to find things and to kind of see things visually, how you know in a pleasing way that isn't confusing. So I usually uh, I really 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 like Yahoo a lot. So I go on Yahoo and I check out the rankings at this point of the seasons. I just go over the last year's numbers. I don't. I try not to do like they have the week projections, and you know, I like to get the season totals. I like to get the idea of you know rank, and I try to put together with my mind how I feel about them and how I feel about them over the course of the whole year. And like Todd Gurley, he's pretty much monster the whole year. <laughs> Uh, Le'Veon Bell, he he could get off to a slow start, but once he gets going, he 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 won't stop. I will tell you that. Uh, and, but I I like the fantasy uh, football calculator here because it definitely calculates you. You got the you know year. You can place the format. You can put the position. Oh, let me go ahead and put PPR right there. My bad. There we go, PPR. And then I just also saw, which was great because I was going to try to group these freaking uh, <laughs> uh, rounds in my head, which is great. I just found out that you can see here, it'll show you the number in which they get drafted and the round number as well. You know, second round, first round, it, you know, you can change it to 12, 8, 10, you know, 16. Oh, excuse me, 14 is the last one. So it, it'll tell you, you know, which rounds you're, you know, to project to be looking at that person at about, you know, early third or late. You know, they got Julio Jones. 
2.02 here, which is round, you know, round two, pick two. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just found that out. That's real dope. So that really helped me. I was going to try to, <laughs> dang, I found that out right before recording. So it's kind of like good that we saw this. But uh, enough of that. Uh, I actually, I was looking at uh, this, uh, not trying to promote anybody else who ain't going to promote me, but uh, fantasy football, uh, excuse me, fantasy focus football. You know, they have their, you know, the radio show and now they're on ESPN. Now they have a, a recorded show now. And, uh, you know, it just so happens this came out yesterday. I was I agreed with some of it. I guess I can talk about the things I disagree uh, with. But I definitely think it hit a couple of few points. It's about three minutes long. I figured I give everybody a listen to it. This is the nine rules you should follow when drafting your fantasy football league. Uh, sorry if there's any, you know, issues with the sound or anything, but I'm going to play it right here. Nine rules That's a big one, I thought. You know how I feel about drafting quarterbacks. Like 
Patrick Mahomes. As for tight ends, my feeling we should not draft the back. There will almost always be a sufficient replacement option on the waiver wire. And rule number nine, as best you can, know the rules. For those drafting for the first time, this rule will be tough for obvious reasons. For those with a few seasons under their belt, particularly with the same group, take note. As much as you can, try to get a feel for how others operate during the draft. If you pay attention when you're on the clock, you pick up on trends that, over time, you can hopefully use to your advantage. That's it. Now you have the nine rules for a fantastic And that was Fantasy Focus's nine rules to your fantasy draft. I definitely thought a lot of them were spot on. I'm starting to see a little difference in some of them. Uh, like uh, I think he said in uh, rule number two, where it was like uh, draft a defense, a kicker last. Well, I think yes. I don't think your kicker. I think you should wait and just you should wait and get your quarterback. Honestly, this year in some of my leagues, I'm going to experiment waiting to the very last round to get my quarterback and my TE. And I feel like if you did that, everybody else in those rounds are going to be drafting defenses and kickers. So if you draft your defense and kicker round 12, round 13, before the they start going off the board because everybody else is planning on to get, you might end up with a, you know, Hopefully everybody in your league is pretty smart and doesn't draft two defenses or two kickers. So you're looking at the top 12 defense. If you if there's only six of them off the board and you're looking at still Philly in the middle of that group, in you know, round 13, you're looking at uh probably not Excuse me, Carolina. See, you got Carolina in round 14. You wouldn't take a chance on Carolina? Um, I wouldn't go New Orleans round 13. They're going to be great. They're going to be real good, but I wouldn't do that. Baltimore, okay, I'll take that back. You might have to just wait. Yeah, wait till the last round to get them. Okay, so grab that. But even if you did wait, like, you wouldn't take a chance on Blake Bortles. Mr. Visky is up here at 195 going in the fourth round or 14th, excuse me, round. Uh, Jameis Winston, no. Man, Mike Glenskey, that's going to be my tight end. Let me tell y'all something real quick. Okay, so I guess that's pretty that's pretty spot on, but I'm I'm still going to experience uh, experiment with myself drafting a quarterback in that last round. Uh just because I feel like they're kind of just as expendable because he also made a point about backups. If you, you know, TEs and uh, quarterbacks, but a lot of people will, I feel like a lot of people will definitely get a backup in those positions. <laughs> like they're going to have two quarterbacks, two tight ends going into the season. Even if you don't even have a flex for your tight end, if you just have a one position for your tight end, I feel like a lot of people are still going to have a backup tight end just to have that security. But me, I'm last year, in, well, in all my drafts, I went into all my drafts with one quarterback and one tight end. And, I, you know, because why people are grabbing those people, why people are reaching, grabbing for quarterbacks, and people are reaching, grabbing for defenses, and people are reaching, grabbing for tight ends, 
baby, let me tell you something. I'm out here. I'm grabbing it. I had six running backs and six wide receivers on each one of my teams just in case, you know, a trade popped up. I feel like I can get a two for one and trade up somehow. Or, you know, you definitely going to need running backs. I'm not going to say it because they ain't expendable, but they do, you know, miss a couple of games here and there. And, you know, suspension happens and, you know, Knicks happen. And, and so you need those top running backs, man. And, you know, a lot of people post, uh, <laughs> on Facebook and on Twitter, of course, and they're like, oh, I did a mock draft, 12 man, 12 spot. How did my draft go? And I'm just looking at those running backs, and yeah, you got Antonio Brown and you have uh, Josh Gordon, but you really going to bake your season on Jaron McKinnon and Tevin Coleman? Those are really your starting quarterback running backs? I mean, I mean, that's fine. That's your team, but I definitely. So when people are in the mid rounds, when people are in the mid rounds grabbing quarterbacks and tight ends, and some people just has to have Rams defense. They just have to get an early pick for, and and the the most predict. This is the most unpredictable. It's one slot on your bench. <laughs> I mean, it's one slot on your play. You know, you could play. And you're taking a shot in the dark to get a top defense that might not be a top defense. It's hard for Minnesota to duplicate that two years in a row. So you're going to go in the 10th round and grab Minnesota, 8th round and grab Minnesota and let Calvin Ridley go? That's, that's That doesn't seem like a great investment to me. But, I mean, like I said, if that's what you want to do, I mean, okay, I see the first kicker here is taking Greg Z from uh, – from uh, the the Raiders, I mean, excuse me. Oh, which I also wanted to put something while we're on the subject of. Uh, see, I need to start writing this stuff down, man. I'm so I know I'm bad. I know I'm bad. But you got your first kicker going on, man. Thirteen round, thirteen number two. Uh, Greg Zip. I, I can't pronounce his name. I won't butcher it. And you got you know Justin Tucker, and uh, you know. People like that, but you still got anim- uh, Danny Animadola still on the board. You might got you know, uh, Dee Westbrook. You got Eric Gordon or Eric Decker with uh, New England now. You wouldn't take a chance on them before Justin. Now I will say Justin Tucker is the real deal. He he's got the golden toe. I don't care where you get Justin Tucker, he's got the golden toe. I'll give you that, but I'm I'm willing to. Try to find value in other places. My boy Keelan Cole. I try to tell y'all, man. I try to tell everybody there was a reason why they let go of Allen Robertson because Keelan Cole came in. You cannot come in. Only Odell Beckham Jr. has done that recently, has come in the tail end of the season and have more receiving yards and touchdown than all the other receivers on the team. And did not play. You that's not normal. There, there is some kind of connection there. Now, okay, you can be sleep on them if you want to. Like I said, y'all grabbing defenses. You grabbing, you know, Will Lux in the fourteenth round, and I'm gonna swoop up Keelan Cole, and I'm gonna have him. He number eighty four for a reason. I'm gonna get. I'm. You know what? I'm gonna just load my team up with nothing but Antonio uh, Browns. I'm gonna have Antonio Brown on there, and then I'm gonna have. Uh, 
uh, Anthony Miller, who is, you know, I'm not the only one who says he's Antonio Brown 2.1. I just saw a, a clip on YouTube saying that uh, Anthony Miller is Antonio Brown 2.0. Uh, you know, like I've already said, <laughs> sleep on him if you want to. Keelan Cole wears the number 84 as well as Antonio Brown. So guess what? <laughs> These are the people I will be picking up while you're picking up Carolina's defense. These money makers. I'm going to have the real money makers on the team. You sleep on them if you want to. Ooh, I love it. I love it, baby. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I want some more of it. I try. I holler and I can't get the... Uh, You know, I know that's not a Texas song, but sometimes you got to go back to your country roots a little bit. But, I man, I'm just seeing so many good names up here at the top, man. Gary Blunt, you really, man, is he really going that high? Aiden Hurst, he might really be my dog, really. He, uh, Hunter Henry, Hunter Henry really is my dog, but I guess I'm going to have to find my, man, RIP to the knee, bro. He had like backslash. I think he had something with his knees too. Ben Watson, man, he's like, man, he, man, you could get Christian Kirk. Man, let me tell you, hey. Y'all, if, if anybody knows me in my other leagues, you know Demarius Thomas is my dog. Emmanuel Sanders is my dog. They, they ain't my guys. They my dogs, man. But let me tell you about Gordon Sutton. I was, you know, I, I, I didn't really give him the benefit of the doubt because he wasn't playing in like a major. He didn't play in any major games. He wasn't like, um, you know, he wasn't part of the SEC or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he's not playing against major conferences like that. So I kind of, you know, I was a little hesitant on him. And I'm, But, man, when I tell you I saw him at the Fantasy Football Convention in Fort Worth, oh, my goodness, this dude is so big. Hands are so wide. He got a big head. He got a big body. He got big calves. This guy is larger than the life. Do you hear me? And ever since then, and I've been seeing some of those training camp videos of him, and Gordon Sutton looking real good, y'all. Looking real good. But uh, besides that, back to the draft. This draft, this, you know. And really, honestly, as far as the uh, video goes, I really the the last point also drove home to like you have to if you're in a league that you've been in consistently and you know how people that's upper echelon stuff right there. If you're looking at the you trying to prevent the person next to you and behind you driving drafted behind you from having a good draft. That's upper echelon right there. That's why he left that, you know what? Fantasy they might be on to some because that was I never heard somebody explain it like they took my thoughts and put it out of that's that's perfect right there. You have to have an upper actually you have to get out your own way and you have to start looking like, OK, you need to have the best team. And the way you have a best team is I'm just going to dive into it right now, everybody. I, I try. I wanted it to be 30 minutes, but darn it. I start running my mouth and the thoughts start coming out of my head. But here we go. I'm telling you right now, in your first three rounds, 
you at least need to come out of two two running backs because they get real thin. They get real thin after about the fifth round. Okay, okay. I, I guess the sixth round ain't too bad. You're still looking at Burkhead and Tariq Cullen and, you know, you got Marshawn Lynch up here. That's round seven. But round eight, you're looking at Jamal Williams, <laughs> Chris Thompson, CJ Anderson, Mike, Chris Carson is my guy. Chris Carson is my guy. You got to, to you got a, you got a lot of question marks up here. You you know I think Corey Clement's going to steal some. Uh, he's definitely going to steal some some playing time. You know you got Bernard uh, Giovanni Bernard who still is could be a great complimentary backup. You know Naheem Hines, Doug Martin. I think is going to be the really honestly Doug Martin. They got him right here in the line too. Doug Martin, Devontae Booker, and uh, Devontae Freeman. Or excuse me, Dante Freeman. Those three guys right there are going to be still. You look, you got Anthony Miller right here in the twelfth round. I might have to grab him early in the tenth because, ooh, you got DJ Moore in the tenth too, boy. Calvin Ridley, ooh, yeah. You don't need to be grabbing no defense, or you don't even need to be worried about no quarterback in that situation. There's still some dogs out here, bro. There's still some dogs in the late round. You got Rashad Matthews. Ooh, Josh Dawson down here. Oh, man. So I'm telling y'all, them running backs get real thin at the end, y'all. Y'all do not need to be going late rounds, drafting a running back. You need to get you some some for show for shows, like I've been telling y'all. You need to get your for show for shows in the first three rounds. I mean, you know, of course, if you number six pick, and everybody, you know, somebody reaches for Alvin Kamara. Somebody reaches for Shaquan Barkley. Hell, I even foresee somebody reaching on Hakeem Hunt. And your number seventh, eighth pick, and Antonio Brown is still up. You get Antonio Brown. But after that, you need to start looking into Leonard Fournette, <laughs> Jordan Howard, LaShawn LaCoy, Darius Geis. Hey, he rising up the, the, the charts for real. He rising. He rising up here, but King and Drake. I mean, even Lamar Miller in the fourth round here looks a little questionable. Roy Jones might be good, but uh, I, I'm out on Royce Freeman. I'm out on him. I'm out on Rashad Penny, Deion Lewis. I'm kind of out. I mean, as far as pass catching, Sony Michael. I'm out on Rex Burkhead. Is is I think going to be good? He's listed as the number one, so. Mm, you don't know. Tariq Cullen definitely is going to get his reps. Kieran Johnson, question mark. Marlon Jones, I thought last year could explode, but he's question mark. Now, Tevin Coleman, now if you draft uh, Devontae Freeman, you get that handcuff. You draft him early if you need to because that's going to be a handcuff for your ace. Handcuff for your ace. But, uh... Another technique I, I wanted to go ahead, like like I have here on the paper, excuse me, like I have here on the uh, the chart here, they have like the, the rounds and everything. Like I just want to keep that, when you draft, like you keep that in mind as well. Like, 
I mean, I probably will use the fantasy football calculator when I draft because they'll have the round. But even like for practice, like I'm not doing any mock drafts. I figured next week we could do mock drafts, get ready for that pro league. And it's going to look like it's going to be pretty, pretty tough. It ain't going to be no cakewalk like I thought it was. The antics have upened a little bit in the pro league, baby. But if you listen the whole season, hopefully you can hear me rise to the occasion and become number one. But that's in the that's way, way, way in the future. We need to worry about today. But uh, just kind of picture it, like just do it. Uh, okay, first round here, one through twelve. Just take the one through twelve here and just look at it. And who would I have number one out of this group of twelve? Me, it would be David Johnson. Really, honestly, Zeke's getting up there. I think Zeke is getting ready to try. I think he's going to attempt to try to break the rushing yard record this year, if healthy. So I I think that's a real possibility. Uh, I just heard a stat that since he's been in the league, he's number one. He he leads, even missing six games last year, he leads all rushers with rushing yards and rushing average per game. So, oh. Oh, I'm not really a Cowboys fan, but I am a I can't lie. I am a big Zeke Elliott fan after his rookie year. As far as fantasy goes, the boy is the real deal, and he's just gonna get nothing but touches. But I do see it being some some growing pain. I don't know if you number one in averaging and rush yards. Oh man, he could probably get like somewhere between fourteen to eighteen touchdowns and still be catching five balls a game, three balls, maybe two or three balls for about thirty yards. Oh, that's that that's sounding real good. Uh cowboy fans, you have something to be be very happy about in this young gentleman right here. But I'm saying for a consistency throughout the season, no highs, no lows. I, I I lean a little bit more towards Le'Veon Bell and well David Johnson first and Le'Veon Bell. So those are the people I'm usually looking at. And then you just go to round two. Okay, I'm looking at the twelve people here. Who would I have out of this twelve? Uh, you know, it's Julio Jones, Michael Michael Thomas, Keelan Allen, Christian McCaffrey, Dante Adams. You know, I me personally out of this group, I would have Devontae Adams because. Man, Devonta, and this is over Gronk and Mike Evans as well. Like for me, and that w- with that thought, I mean, if you could get your value picks, like if your number, if if it comes down to the number seventeenth pick and Kareem Hunt is still up, well, you get Kareem Hunt, you get your value. But out of that group, I'm looking forward and more. Uh, the person I have to have in that position, even if it's the first. First pick of that round is Devontae Adams. That's just me. But I will I would go for value. So you just try to group them. See here in group um round four. Four, you got Jarvis Landry, Josh Gordon, Juju Smith, Euster, Zach Ertz, Demarius Thomas, Golden, uh, Golden Tate. Now Golden Tate and Demarius, those are my those are my dogs, man. Those are my dogs. We out here with my woes. We out here with my woes, man. Them them my woes, they're my dogs, man. But <laughs> honestly, uh, okay, never mind. Jarvis Landry is in. Uh, oh, see, they messed up on some of the numbers here. Dang, they sure did. On on the rounds, they messed up the numbers. Dang, so I guess I do gotta kind of guesstimate. One, two, three. Okay, Josh Gordon for me, he's my guy. Josh Gordon is my guy. 
King of Drake sounding real good in that particular. So just just go by the to see what you got. Go by the groups and execute, pick, be aware, and be awareness of what you have on your team. And another thing I'm gonna say. Um, as far as I said, the first three rounds, two out of those three need to be running back. I'm going to tell you like this, like he said, like, I mean, you need to try to get your for show for shows round one through five. But when it comes to round, you know, seven, 10, kind of take a chance on people. It's cool. You know, high risk, high reward. But you definitely need to get your for show for shows at the beginning. You need to have people who's going to bring it week in and week out, you know, whether it's you know, high ceiling potential or consistency, whatever you go for. I go for a little bit more consistency, but, you know, I, I like my, my boomers. I like my boomers. So I say that because the first one through t- 10, maybe possibly really one through 12, one through 12, you need to come out of there with six running backs, six wide receivers. Don't even worry about quarterbacks don't worry about defenses don't worry about tight ends don't worry about any of that other stuff rounds from one through ten or one through twelve you need to come up out of there with at least six running backs six wide receivers just saying just saying don't even even if you could, you know, it's just so much value in Trey Burton. He was projected to go in the seventh round and this the tenth round. Oh, and oh, I really want Trey Burton. Don't do it. Just discipline yourself now. Just start practicing your mock drafts. So you just you're just grabbing wide receivers and running backs. Get wide receivers and running backs. Get wide receivers and running backs. Cause those are the ones that go thin real fast. Those go thin real the the running backs this year is definitely going to go thin real fast. So you better come up out of there with some for show for shows. And uh, you go there, uh, get you for show for shows, round 12, and then 13, 14, I guess, you know, start looking at the tight end, start looking at the quarterbacks. Let's go here. Dang, I don't know. I mean, you still got James White. You still got Jordan Wilkins. Oh, man, I'm liking that guy, really, honestly. Damn it. Oh, we. Oh, Chris Goodwin might be Didi Westbrook. Oh, man, Danny Amendola. I'm kind of out on Tyler Lockett. Personal speaking, speaking from personal. Terrell Williams, I'm out on. John Ross, I'm out on, really. Deshaun Jackson is my guy. Keenan Cole is definitely my guy. But honestly, in this 13th and 14th round, I wouldn't mind picking up Aiden Hurst, Benjamin Watson. Um, man, Ricky Seals looks like he's going to have some trouble this year. But Mike Glinsky, I think it's going to be really good rookie season. I think he's definitely going to be top five. He's going to, man, he, I never, I was watching his college career highlights and I've never seen a tight end in my whole life be so wide open in the middle of the field. And he's long and he's lanky and he's got great hands and he's got speed and he's got the stiff arm and he's big and he's strong and he can catch. So, and he moves really quite well. He moves like Gronk and he moves like uh, 
not Travis Benjamin, uh, 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 you know what I'm talking about. No, no, you don't know who I'm talking about. Uh, Travis Kelsey, excuse me. He moves a lot like them. Jordan Reed, kind of, I can see. But Jordan Reed's a little more – he's built like Gronk. But, uh, no, nah, they're probably about the same as Trent. But Mike Glinsky is definitely – he's going to be a star. So I'm thinking about drafting him in the 14th, 13th round. And then the quarterbacks here uh, looking kind of thin. I'll take a chance on Mitch Trubisky. I'll take a chance on Mitch Trubisky. Nah, not necessarily Case Keenum, but Mitch, I definitely would. Tyrod Taylor, I definitely would. And then, yeah, okay, I guess that's very accurate. Just leave your last two rounds, round 15 and round 16, around 14 and 15. Leave those last two rounds for your defense and your kicker. Because the unpredictability, especially in the in the defense, you got eleven people. You got to be and defenses lose people and whoo. I mean, so I mean, who saw Jacksonville last year coming out the gates? I mean, I kind of saw the Saints coming, but I didn't think like that. They were very impressive, but you know, even if okay, I guess this is the great best time for me to give a super, 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 super deep, deep, deep. This can't even be like the or I can't even do a segment of the Oracle stash because this is not like somebody used to stash. This is really literally a shot in the dark. This is literally if you close your eyes, put a blindfold on, Swiveled your hand in the bucket of 32 names and you picked one up. <laughs> or, hell, if you just needed a team, you know, it is the last round and you got your hand up and, you're, and you have your eyes closed and you pick a name on the paper, this would be that situation. But I will give great evidence behind it. So... My deep, 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 deep. And this is this is for defense. Deep, 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 deep. I'm talking about nobody else. You could be confident if you if you plan for the rest, which is probably what I might do. I just I, I know I'm gonna get Raiders defense in all my leagues confidently. Last round of my draft for this one reason. This is just this is my shot in the dark defense. I'm not saying they're going to be number one, but, you know, I'm saying for the 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 sake of fantasy purposes only, thank you for tuning in and listening. Every Wednesday at 9 o'clock, tune in to my Twitter. <laughs> you know, shout out to everybody hit up my Fiverr for trusting the Oracle to manage their teams. Uh, <laughs> this is why. This is why. Let me take a sip real quick. You see, I got to be a little dramatic, boy, before I give you give you my give you my pick. <sighs> oh man, I'm really actually quite hungry. I have some uh, off subject right now. I had some eggs and pancakes earlier today. Ooh, me and my son had a good breakfast this morning. Let me tell you, we ate good. He used to be up right now. We used to be eating. That's why I'm a little hungry. <laughs> Let me take another sip and I'll give y'all, give it to y'all. 
This is water, I promise. Which reminds me why we're on that. See, I, I never write this. I'm going to write stuff down. I'll be better at it. I promise it's going to be more organized instead of everywhere. But I guess, you know, you kind of like the randomness because you're listening. But, uh, dang, I forgot. <laughs> dang. <laughs> Typical Lord. Okay. Well, anyway. Hold on. Oh, yeah. I was sipping. I was taking a sip and I was thinking about next week's episode. I figured, you know, I've been a little too hard on y'all. Maybe we need to have a little bit more fun. So, you know, we haven't had a lit episode in a minute where, you know, your boy's just, you know, in here in the booth drinking, you know, whatever he's sipping on. And he just, whatever he says, just whatever he say. We ain't had one of them in a minute. So, next episode, look out for that thing to be lit, boy. We gonna get turned up, you know <laughs> And we're going to get turned. You know, you can listen to the other ones where I'm, you know, go back and listen to that uh, Purple Podcast episode where I turn up and I freestyle on that. You know, get your good laugh and my freestyle can, uh, skills. But I thought it was pretty good. But anyway, back to that defensive pick. We only got so many minutes in this episode, my Lord. Oh, I'm mad at myself. I'm taking my sip. Because it's hot in here in the booth. Well, the closet. And I ain't took no drink of water yet. My deep, deep defense sleeper pick right now is the Oakland Raiders. Let me go to defense. I believe they are ranked number 32 out of 30, or excuse me, 31 out of 30. I mean, the Browns wouldn't be a bad pick either. But I mean, honestly, if if everybody just gets one person, gets one defense, if they don't get multiple defense, you're still looking at, uh, you know, Baltimore, New Orleans, Carolina, New England. I would take Chicago. I would take a chance on, you know. I mean, but Kansas City, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, Tennessee, uh, <laughs> Atlanta, uh. But out of 32 teams, the Raiders are ranked absolutely last. And I say they will be a good enough to win you games. I mean, it definitely if it's the beginning of the year, you just want to take a shot at the dark. Maybe they might come on later. But I think that for this one reason only and this one reason, John Gruden has been the um, – you know, he has the Gruden quarterback class thing he was doing for years. He's been on the Monday night, you know, booth for years, looking at these teams, looking at the quarterbacks, analyzing the quarterbacks on how they play and the systems they play in. And I think he's acquired a lot of knowledge from that. So I do believe that those safeties and those DBs, or excuse me, you know, the uh, – uh, uh, safeties and the excuse me, it's, it's going to be a lot of picks going on. It's going to be a lot of interceptions going on for the Raiders and I think that might be the key for their success. So we're going to close out on that. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm not saying they you know Number one defense. I'm not saying they're going to be number one defense. But I'm saying if you are you know, you were first pick 
number one pick and you have the absolute last pick at the end of the draft, nobody else is going to be looking at the radars, uh, the Raiders. And I feel like you can feel confident knowing that that is your defense. You have your mind set up. You need to focus on the rest of your draft. You know, the last pick is the last pick. It's kind of like a more relaxed pick anyway. So if you have nobody's going to get them, trust me. I don't I don't think even. But, you know, that's why I'm different from everyone else. That's why I am the Oracle. That is why I can lose three key people in the championship round, pick up a whole bunch of Buster Boom people, reconstruct my whole team on the fly for the fantasy football, be projected to get blown out 104 to 140 and still come up with a win. And how did I do it? I did it with Jimmy. Going against the Jaguars in the fantasy. Everybody told me, <laughs> you are crazy. You are out of your mind to play Jimmy G. You have Phillip Rivers. I think he was going against, I forget what team he was going against. You have Phillip Rivers at home. Play Phillip Rivers. And I said, man, I'm, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not feeling good about it, man. But I, I don't know why. I Well, I do know why I felt because as the Oracle, you got to go into your closet like I'm in right now and you got to talk to God. You got to get God. You got to ask God to give you the premonition. God, what is it going to take? Who is it going to take for me to win this championship this week? You got to go to God. And I know it seems silly, but God will tell you. And you know what he told me? He told me, don't worry. And I cried. I cried tears because the year before. I had lost in the championship round, and I had fought this. I was number one. Everybody was talking shit to me. I had some shaky, you know, some close ones. I was going in number one, but I was I wasn't winning like the number one the first two rounds of the playoffs. And I was going against who was number one last year, and I knocked off in the playoffs to get to the fantasy bowl. Uh, <laughs> I was facing, and he was he was he had a little hot streak. He was on like a six game winning streak coming into the playoffs. So I was a little worried. And I, you know, I cried because I had lost Antonio Brown, and you know, Aaron Rodgers didn't pan out like I wanted him to. And I had, I grabbed him early, but I had to God, I had to go to God, and God said Jimmy G, He said Keelan Cole, and He said Marquise Goodwin. And I cried because I did not. I saw that they were going against the Jag, and I was like, Oh my gosh, like this is. Like I, I don't want to go. I don't want to look like a fantasy god. That's not the. That's not why I play. Like I'm known as the the Mon Monday Combat King, and I'm known as the Oracle, and I'm known as the fantasy football pro, and I'm known as the fantasy football Jedi Master. All these things are true. <laughs> the yes, I might have given some of myself, but I have proven these things. That's what I had to do. I had to trust in God, and it was weird. And everybody said, Lawrence, you are absolutely crazy for playing Jimmy G against the number one defense in the league. You're going to pick up Jimmy G. He has the worst odds. I said, I just, I ain't going to say I always do what God tells me to do. Don't get that wrong, but I don't know. Like, I feel like if I'm going to win this one, I asked God to give me the answer. He gave me the answer, and I have to obey. And I was projected to get blown out 104 to 140. I had Antonio Brown. My opponent had Juju Smith-Euster. He had Le'Veon Bell. He had Dak Prescott. 
Freaking Phillip Rivers had the worst game of the year that week in the fantasy. Thank God I listened to God and played Jimmy G. But that is why I am the Oracle and you are not. So when I tell you to take a chance on the Raiders, well, gosh, darling, squiggly D, you better take a chance on the Raiders. And we're going to leave it at that. Thanks for everybody believing in me. I'm a fire I promise we're going to get these championships. They're on the way. I'm getting hyped. The season's getting closer. Ooh, it's going to be a dogfight. It ain't going to be easy, but, you know, I'm going to be in there. But next week, we will be doing the lit episode. And all I can say is it's going to be lit. <laughs> and like I said before, I am the Oracle. I'm the beard. I'm the stats. Man, let me tell you about my beard real quick, man. I was trying this new... Oh, man, I don't even want to say the name and blast them. But, man, my son pulls on my beard, and I think it's because of the oil. My hair is starting to come out. So my beard looking a little patchy. So if you see me on the streets and you notice my beard, hey, I thought you said it was the beard. You look a little patchy. I'm, I'm just have to blame it on the oil that I was using. But I am the Oracle. This is for fantasy purposes only. I am done with this episode. See y'all next week. Oh, well, talk to y'all next week.